have a, I, I think I, you told me when, at one point in your life, one of your four kids was like, I don't want to have to own a car. I want to live a car-free life, which is really challenging depending on you where you live. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this guy that was completely committed to that. So what he did was he bought one of those little electric scooters, you know, like the, the yeah. Lime scooters that you would rent, those kind of things. But scooter, he, whatever he owned one. Tell. Yeah. And so this um, guy and his mom had just loaded the groceries at their in their car at the grocery store. And they look over and this guy's like got like five bags of groceries and he's coming back to his scooter with the groceries. And they're like, what? How, what's going to happen next? So they start filming him. And he gets out a, a vest, like one of those, like, you know, almost like he's a crossing guard. Yeah. One of those vests. Yeah. And he starts putting carabiners all over it. And then he starts latching the handles of the plastic grocery bags all over the carabiners. <laughs> And then they're like, what is he going to do with the watermelon? How, the watermelon's not in a bag. Uh-huh. How is he going to handle that? So he gets all these bags strapped all over him. And then he pulls out, I'm not making this up, a baby carrier. Like you would hold <laughs> your child in on your chest. Yeah. That dads and moms use for hiking and amusement parks and stuff. He puts the whole child carrier on straps the watermelon in there like a baby and then he kind of like shakes everything a little bit to make Make sure sure it's good and settled gets on the scooter and rides away there you go (laughs) i mean that is commitment to not owning a car and it was by the way it was raining i was gonna say it works great until it starts raining it was totally raining the whole time yeah You want your marriage to be strong, of course, right? Well, coming up, if these three key values align, it's really going to contribute to your marriage success. Hey, you want your marriage to be strong, of course, right? If these three key values align, it's going to contribute to your success, according to experts. It's finances, family, and lifestyle. So first, finances. You agree on how you want to spend your money, family. There's a shared vision of how you plan to create your family and care for your family. And then lifestyle, you enjoy putting time into the same activities like travel or exercising. And this was, wasn't was in this particular study, but I'm going to add a fourth. Okay. Uh, faith. You share the same faith values and put God first in your marriage. It's hard to love somebody else unconditionally if you haven't been forgiven and haven't received the unconditional love of Christ. So yeah, I'd say that's it's... No, that's numero uno. Finances, family, lifestyle. But yeah, we're, we'll start with faith. Absolutely. That, that's that got to be the, that's the foundation, right? That's if you don't have that, everything else is going to fall apart. Okay, Kev, you know how your family always has the non-surprise surprise party when it's somebody's birthday? Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When you guys have a cake, do you do candles on the cake? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk oh, about yeah. that next. So I don't know about you, but in my family, we've always done the birthday candles on the birthday cake thing. Uh, it wasn't until pre-pandemic when Mitt Romney had a Twinkie cake and blew out each candle one by one <laughs> that had ever really like crossed my mind about any kind of like germs mm. with uh, with the birthday cake. Well, there's this food scientist from Clemson University. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did it, peeps. He studied no. what happens no, don't when you blow it. out the birthday candles. And he said the cake ends up having a thousand bacteria um, a, a piece of cake with no birthdays, candles blown, mm-hmm. no bacteria, not not even a microscopic. Okay. But the water droplets from our, 
as much as we try to make it dry, <laughs> right. it, it, well, it's like don't, a, don't uh, who's the character on Looney Tunes? The cat Sylvester. Just don't Sylvester it. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like just then, I try to be all dry, like. <sighs> yeah. And it the water droplets in your saliva carries the bacteria like it's like these little rockets. And um, so this food scientist is doing this thing, and he goes, "What I recommend is if you're at a party where someone blew out the candles." Just scrape off the top layer. And I was like, dude, that's, that's the best part. That's the only part you want, Why right? Why would I scrape off the frosting? <laughs> so I, I do have an idea if we wanted to zig, if the germaphobes yeah. in us, and it's only like if you've got cancer, your your immunocompromise is yeah. not the best thing to eat a piece of cake right. where someone right. blew out the candles. Um, I was at a restaurant. My friend Heidi took me out for my birthday mm. and they brought out a free dessert. And they put the candle on the side. All they did was light the candle, drip a little wax on the plate, and then stick the candle in the wax. And that way, I wasn't blowing on the cake. Okay, this I is, thought that was a, pretty brilliant. This is like one of the saddest stories ever. But you're a germaphobe. And B, B, we just lived through a global pandemic. I can take the cake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind the thousand bacteria with your frosting? No. Uh, no, not one bit. I mean, I've been doing it since I was a you're kid. You're a germaphobe. How do you overlook this? Life was so this? much more fun when we were kids and no one <laughs> thought about this stuff. You just spit on the cake and you ate it. <laughs> I got a question for you, Miss Taylor Scott. Okay. Uh, we're talking about blowing on birthday cake and some killjoy scientist did a study to tell us like blowing on birthday cake is going to kill us all, apparently. Remember back during uh, COVID days, I think we had all said, I will never go to a buffet again. I will never, ever go to a buffet again. It's just like a Petri dish. Have you been back to a buffet? Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yeah. We just bring hand sanitizer and after we're done touching all the, you know, little yeah. handles and the yeah. coffee maker and everything, then we hand sanitize and start eating. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, what? Can you think off the top of your head anything else? You said, oh, I'll never do that. Um, oh, I said I wouldn't shake hands with people anymore. And if oh, somebody yeah. if somebody does, like I saw a guy last night. Said that. Guy last night had on a, a Vegas Golden Knights hat. Mm -hmm. And I went, VGK, baby, we did it. And he's like, we did it, bro. And he gives me the big we bro high five. And we're <laughs> I'm like hugging this total stranger. Like me three years ago would have been like, no. <laughs> That's hilarious because you always say you're not a hugger, but you are in the right context. Um, no, I was not. I was pulled into the hug. Oh, <laughs> that was not a hug by choice. Oh, that on my makes part. my hat my, my happiness level go up. Yeah, it you was got not, full forced hug. As a matter of fact, my my wife goes, "What was that all about?" <laughs> I said, "VGK, hun, Vegas Golden Knights." You say we did it, hun. <laughs> Taylor, you've been along on the ride with my, all. All four of my kids, uh, the girls especially, um, they all were brand new <laughs> when when we started working together. Yeah. Um, and you've seen all four of them grow up and stuff. And I, I think for a, a long time, my kids and any kid, they look up to dad and mom. Uh, dad and mom are heroes, right? Dad can do anything. Dad can leap tall buildings in a single bound. And dad, oh, that's my dad, right? And you're your kid's hero. And then as your kids get older... It kind of transitions, and I realized this year that all four of my kids, I was thinking about this on Father's Day, all four of my kids are heroes in my mind for very different reasons. Like, uh, for instance, my son Kyle. Um, during COVID, he's a musician, and the music industry is finally now just starting to come back full, full throttle. But it shut down completely 
everything, recording, performing, everything shut down for a couple of years. And he's, he took that time to pivot and he got his master's degree in jazz studies, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. So I thought That's that awesome. was pretty heroic because they didn't know when it was going to end, didn't know when people were going to get out playing again and stuff. But he was like, I'm not just going to waste my time. I'll do something significant. Or uh, my daughter, Amber. She has moved up the corporate ranks. First, she graduated high school early, graduated college early, and has moved up the corporate ranks like that. I mean, she's an account executive at this company that she works for. And we're just like, wow, at that age, I mean, at her age, 22, 23 years old, I was nowhere near Mm -hmm. the professional success that she's already had. I mean, she's had almost a career and she's barely out of the gate. So that's just a couple of, of, for instances, with my kids, but Kyle, Autumn, Amber, April, um, all four of them have they've switched from me being their hero to they've become with the lives they're living, the people they're becoming, how they're just kind of forging their own way. Uh, they've become heroes to me. So I'm so I've said this for years, proud to be their dad, but more so now that they're young adults than than ever before. I just oh, it's a it's so a neat. privilege to sit back and just watch mm-hmm. them go. It's awesome. Coming up. Did you have fun being pregnant at the same time as a family member or a friend? Hey, did you enjoy being pregnant at the same time as a family member or a close friend? Pretty cool to have someone to share your journey with, right? Well, check this out. 12 women who all work in the NICU unit at a hospital in Virginia are pregnant at the same time. Wow. The women are expecting six girls, three boys, and three moms are waiting to be surprised about their bundles of joy. (laughs) Two of the women gave birth to daughters in March and May, and there's more to go. Four babies are due in July. Three in August, one in September, one in October, and one in November. And they all feel extremely supportive uh, supported in that they have each other's backs at work because they all know what they're going through. If like one of them has morning sickness, they're like, oh. I wonder what they there. did about, because, um, you know, a lot of times at work will show you a, throw you a baby shower, um, right? How do they do that for that mm. many people? Or do they just go, this is too much. It's so expensive. Everybody buy your own diapers. Because at this point, <laughs> we'll just be swapping diapers back and forth between question. all the or onesies or you know, all the stuff that you buy for people at a, a baby shower. As a husband or a wife, are you like, oh, pff, of course, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my other half. I mean, I love them completely. Uh, tell me what you think in just a minute. I'm going to present a scenario that really happened to a husband and wife. And put yourself in that picture and see what you would do. Okay, so, you know, as a a husband or a wife, you're like, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my other half. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're one person. We're we're bonded for life and they're my partner and friend and lover and see what you would do in this scenario. Okay, so um, you can feel free to call us and and weigh in. So a, a husband and wife, their daughter was going to a vacation Bible school that was um, at a church really close to their house. They were able to walk. So they're walking side by side Mm -hmm. and she starts getting, the wife starts getting a little bit nervous because she's going to run into people that she used to know when her daughters went to that school. And she's like, she goes to her husband, you know that we all do that. Like, Hey, is there anything in my teeth? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, there's something right there. And she's like trying to get it, trying to get it. Like she can't, no, like a little over to the left. No, a little right there. And she finally just says to her husband, Ugh, will we just get it. And he was like, Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And she felt like that was like, oh, 
you're my husband. We're married. Like, this is just something you should do for me because there's no mirror. There's, you know, and we're walking. I'm going to see these people. Get get on in there. Just get it out. And so I've had a lot of fun asking my husband, Glenn, and other friends, like, what would you do in that scenario? So, Mary, we wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, A friend and her uh, husband, this husband and wife, they're walking to VBS. They're walking their child. And she's like, hey, do I have any food in my teeth? And he's like, yeah, it's right there. And she can't get it out. She can't get it out. Doesn't have a mirror because they're not in the car. And she finally just said, oh, can you just get it for me? What do you think that would happen? And what would happen in your marriage if you asked your husband to do that? Would you or he asked you, will you get this food out of my teeth? Would you do it? Would you get it out? I would absolutely ask my husband to do it for me. And I think he would, but he would make like noises like, (laughs) (laughs) but I am a, I'm a picker. Like I'm the type of person that's like, like treats everyone around them like they're chimpanzees and wants to like pick at their, you know, their acne and like it drives my husband crazy. He would never let me. He would never ask me to do that for him. See, that's taking that's <laughs> taking mom privilege a little too far. I mean, with the kids, yes, but your hubby, oh. Can I, pop I, your I did zip? that way before we had kids. Like, I did that with Ugh. siblings, with friends. I'm not going to try to deny it. By you way, are if, part if chimpanzee. Tracy asked me, would you get this? I'd be like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> And Glenn, they asked Glenn the same question. He said, my wife would never ask me to get something out of her teeth. She wouldn't want my hands in her mouth. (laughs) So my wife will tell you she is an introvert, that she is not outgoing, doesn't like to talk to strangers, yada, yada, yada. But I'll be darned if every time we go somewhere, she's not like making friends every time I turn around. That's awesome. it happened at a concert the other night. We sat, we got there a little bit early and we sat down and we weren't the end two seats, but we were the next two in. So we sit down. And the place starts filling up a little bit. And then this couple sat down and the it was empty seat, empty seat, Tracy, me. Couple sat down and it was the lady who sat down next to Tracy. And she just like, boom, right out of the gate. Hi, I guess we're going to be friends for the next couple hours, huh? And Tracy wow. was like, I guess so. And <laughs> I maybe spoke four words to Tracy the rest of the night. It was like she had found a long lost friend. They were <laughs> chatting. They were talking. I look over. They're taking selfies together. The, 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 they're swapping phone numbers. I'm pretty sure we're probably going to go on vacation with these people. <laughs> I don't even know their names. But Tracy made best friends. And, and then she played a message. She goes, oh, because Tracy didn't have her phone with her. Mm-hmm. The, she got it when we got back out to her car. She locked it in her glove compartment. She brought it out. She goes, oh, she texted me all those pictures. And look, she left me a voicemail. That's awesome. And they bonded over a lot of stuff, like moms who have grown kids and um, turned out we're the same denomination. They're like, no way, really? What church do you go to? So there was like a lot of commonality there Mm -hmm. and stuff. That's awesome. But for somebody that is a self-professed introvert that doesn't like to talk to strangers... I'm telling you, break the ice with her and the the dam is broke. <laughs> Friendship is going to ensue. Ever lose something super important to you? Coming up, this guy found something he had lost 50 years ago. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. This guy lives in North Carolina. His name's Michael. And he lost his high school class ring 50 years ago. 
But he was reunited with it when it was found by a sheriff's deputy in West Virginia. Huh. He was shocked when the cops called him. Got a call from Detective Coleman with the Canal County Sheriff's Department. And uh, was I Mike Pedno? And did I go to Broughton High School and graduate in 65? And he said, well, I think I have your high school class ring. He said, I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) The ring was discovered during a copper theft investigation, which had nothing to do with Michael. He isn't even sure how he lost it, but he's guessing it was sometime in the late 1960s when he was visiting some cousins in West Virginia. Yeah, well... Lots of people who graduated high school in the 60s forgot a lot of what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So not surprising there. Did you get a did you get a high school ring? I did. I paid for it myself. And I I was just thinking one. I think it might be on like a little jewelry drawer. Yeah. But I haven't worn it in ages. Yeah. Trace, my wife had had a class ring. I did not get one. None of my kids wanted one. I don't know if it's out of fashion now not to. Yeah, have it a was high everyone in my high school wanted one, and I don't know why. I just felt like I had to have one. Yeah, hmm. yeah, just never, never wanted one. Kev, do you remember quite a few years ago um, a movie came out and you were boss at the time? You took your whole staff to see it, and it was the theme. It was a documentary mm-hmm. with a the theme of loving and serving others, and then oh, you yeah. forget your own problems. Mm-hmm. It was called the, the journey. Name. The journey. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Anyway, I kind of tried to put that into practice. The other day, I'll tell you about it next. So it was quite a few years ago when Kevin was uh, our program director at the radio station that he saw a documentary called The Journey, and he took the whole staff to go see it because he said it was so powerful, and it really it was, was. Pretty inspirational movie. Yeah, yeah, it was all about basically the whole theme was when you focus on loving and serving others, you kind of don't really have time for your own stresses and worries. Hmm. And uh, it's a pretty profound way to live your life. And uh kind of tried to do that um, the other day. And it, it kind of, I didn't really strategically plan it, but it worked out that way. It was um, my friend Andrea's birthday. It's coming up actually. And we could not find a time to get together. It was like, she's got band practice this day. I've, she's got this. We've got a baseball game. Like we just could not come up with the time to celebrate her birthday. And finally, we jammed it in after church on Sunday before her husband had to be at the courthouse because he's a judge at four. So we met at one and I decided to throw her a birthday brunch mm-hmm. and it happened to be on uh, my first Father's Day without my dad. And it was so much fun. It was such a great distra- distraction. I dug up a recipe I hadn't made in years and years, this thing called a wine and cheese strata. Hmm. And it had cheese, Gruyere cheese and Monterey Jack and and ham in it. And it puffed up into this beautiful casserole and it made cinnamon rolls. And I put a candle on it and I sang to her when we brought her the cinnamon roll and <laughs> fresh fruit and strawberry iced tea. And it just, Did the guys I think she felt very joining? loved. Did the guys join oh, in? Oh yeah, it was sing? a four. Oh, okay, good. A, well, I don't know if they helped me sing. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I kind of usually like bring it down to like, 10 octaves and just just to get it out like i'll go happy birthday to you because like, i cannot sing Cha-cha-cha. but anyway she she like actually was in tears at how touched Aww. she was by all the decorations and the balloon and the gifts and i bought her a pair of uh uh shoes from her favorite baseball team that's cool and she was like yeah. no way this is the best <laughs> we had so much fun Hey, do you ever have trouble winding down at the end of a tough day and falling asleep? Wait till you hear who wants to read you a bedtime story. Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Bedtime Stories with Ryan will be the first original show on the Maximum Effort channel, which launches on Fubo uh, June 30th. Rest your tired bones. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. That's his bedtime story voice. Um, Ryan Reynolds is going to read new and classic bedtime stories in an attempt to soothe your mind and your soul. And uh, Kev, this is the truth. Ryan is going to make money on a show designed to put you to sleep. And we've been doing that for years. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe out of of context, that sounded creepy. Didn't that sound creepy to you? That was from the trailer. Whispery voice, whatever you do. Rest your tired bones. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Because Freddy's, like Freddy's coming. <laughs> it does sound like a horror movie. Out of movie. context, that sounds terrible. On the trailer, you're, you've got the visual of him in his pajamas. And I think he sits down in a rocking chair in a cute little kid's bedroom. <laughs> so it's not quite as like scary movie sounding. Because <laughs> that was creepy. It was. I had no idea. Isolated from the video, it was going to be that scary. Add, a, add this line. The calls are coming from inside the house. Get out. <laughs> and you've got the perfect horror flick. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy when you look at the year-end concert totals and who does has the biggest tours. I mean, this year it's Taylor Swift, far and away by anyone else. The highest grossing. But it seems like after whoever this year's it artist is, it's always a list of like 80s people. It'll be like Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, and Madonna have the highest grossing concerts of the year. That's funny. But I came up with a list of these are phrases that we never said. Things we never said back in the 80s and a lot of these 90s, maybe even early 2000s. Okay? So here's the list. What's the Wi-Fi password? (laughs) Oh, just Google it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right? Have you ever told your kids that you you lived a life, a happy life, long before Google? They'll be like, "What?" <laughs> okay, I'll have a vente, anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. That word did not exist what? back then. Um, here's one. How many of you guys say this? I got my steps in today. Oh, I've heard lots of people say that. That's yeah. Funny. No one said that. I back closed in the my 80s. rings. <laughs> no you heard one, that one? No, but no yeah. one said that. Uh, or how about this? I lost my phone. Well, what do you mean you lost it? It's, <laughs> it's on the kitchen wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a couple more things that we never said back in the 80s. Oh, I downloaded an album today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just call an Uber. There was no such thing as Uber or Lyft or Grubhub or anything like that. And then the last one, I think this might be... The biggest one on the entire list, because we've all done this a bazillion times and we've spent so much money doing it. Oh, just get it on Amazon. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Or how about this one? I don't know where to charge the car. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know what it's like, the adventures of parenting. You do one method of discipline until it doesn't work anymore, and then you got to try a new right. one. I'm well, going to take away this toy. I don't want that one anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Griffin, our producer, is in the midst of that with one of his kids, and he's going to hmm. give us an update in just a minute. So uh, Griff is in the studio with us, and uh, Taylor was just saying that you, uh, you're at wit's end when it comes to coming up with new techniques to discipline the kids, like the, the old methodologies there. The kids have had enough of them. Yeah, we, like, we've, gone, done that. we've gone through a lot of them. You're you know? in timeout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it I needed some me time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can take toys away. You can do all kinds of things, bribe them, and stuff will work for a few weeks, and then, you know, mm-hmm. it, they move on, and it no longer works. Well, the latest thing, I got to give full credit to my wife. 
she uh, developed this method. It's kind of combining discipline with chores. Okay. So, like, one of his chores <laughs> is... just outed Thatch, well, so it's yeah, Thatcher. It's all Thatcher. Uh, it's all Thatcher. Uh, oh, sorry, Thatch. We love you. <laughs> He's a good kid. But one of his chores is to listen, like, and obey. Um, that, and if he does it, he gets a certain amount of money. Uh-huh. Um, and I think there's, like, a list of ten things. And there's also, like, regular chores, like feeding the animals and helping with the dishes. And if he does, like, I think five of the ten, uh-huh. at the end of the day, he'll get one dollar. Ooh. And he is saving up for a big dino Lego set thing yeah. that oh, I think costs wow. a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So he has a goal in mind. He wants to get this money. So he's all about knocking these chores out every day. So it's it, chores, but it's also attached to good behavior, too. Right. right it's all okay. in one. Yeah. So it can be yeah, it can be feeding the dog, but it can also be listening and obeying mom and dad. So it's all <laughs> in, you know, he knocks it out and gets that dollar. And, and if he doesn't get the dollar... He's not very happy. Oh. So, so he, he's it's working. He's goal oriented. Yeah, that's really and, creative. Yeah. Go, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I like. I it. wonder if he's going to be smart enough though to go like, "Hey, mom, for another dollar, I won't pinch my sister." <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him ideas. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be able to proactively manipulate what good behavior is right. by suggesting or. Not threatening, but saying, you know, this could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notice your brain went right there, Kev. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because I have four kids or maybe I was that kid. Yeah, I, I think I'm it not... was the latter. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> okay, so I don't know about you, but I these are the two things I invent every week. I invent new pl- ways to hurt myself <laughs> and I invent new ways to embarrass myself. And I had a doozy the other night. I'll tell you about it next. So if you constantly invent new ways to hurt yourself and new ways to embarrass yourself, my friend, we are sisters from another mother. We are kindred spirits because that is my life. And I I told you a new way I hurt myself. Well, now I have a new way that I embarrass myself and I have to embarrass myself worse by telling you the background for this story. So here it is. I am terrible at doing hair. I never learned how to use a wand, a curling wand or iron, whatever you call it. Like women are what it's called. I think most people call it a curling wand. I don't know. These days, because they wrap the hair around it and never learned how to use one. I bought one. A friend of mine said, you just got to spend the time practicing Taylor. And I'm like, I hate practicing. So I gave it to my niece. I don't Mm -hmm. have the wand. I don't know how to braid. Never learned how to braid hair. That's embarrassing as a female who has hair. (laughs) But um, so here's the deal, people. Yes, I am that person. I still use hot rollers. It's so embarrassing to admit that. But that's how I get a little like bump a curl in my hair or like smooth out the flyaways. So here's the deal. I get my hair done. I do it all. I like spray it, do put a little clip in it like I'm ready. And I drive, my husband drives me, he's driving, we drive all the way to our friend's house for dinner. Our friends Heidi and Mike had us over for dinner. We eat the entire dinner. We we talk, we do all this stuff. I'm helping clear a couple plates and I'm talking to my friend Heidi in her kitchen and I hear something clank on the floor and I look down and one of my hot roller clips fell off. <laughs> we buckled over and laughed so hard. She texted me the next day. She said, I, I woke up. First thing I could think about was your hair clip, your hot roller clip falling on my kitchen floor. Keeping it classy. <laughs> 
ride along that far without falling out until that moment. So weird. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so I started thinking you with your curlers, leaving a curler in your hair, and then it fell out when a you clip. went to a friend's. A hot roller clip, yeah. I was thinking, what TV character does she remind me of? Is it... <laughs> Is it one of the Golden Girls? <laughs> I think they all had curly hair. But then it hit me. Uh, didn't that spinoff of Carol Burnett, Mama's Family, uh, Mama had really curly hair. And she I think there were multiple scenes of her with curlers. In oh, her really? Hair. So maybe she is your sister from another mother. Maybe. Mama from, yeah. from Mama's Family. <laughs> I don't know how in the world that happens. But that, that will go down between me and Heidi is probably one of our funniest moments as friends. My hair clip falls on the floor in her kitchen. <laughs>